The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable right here on Super Talk Radio. Certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you on this fine morning. So, Bubba, have you ever had anybody tell you, I told you so? Parents, grandparents, wife, teachers, coaches, anybody like that. You know, I, I, I don't I, think so, but I can remember telling a lot of folks mm-hmm. that. I think every one of us mm-hmm. have had a lot yeah. of people tell us. I told, and we have said it. We say it all the time in mm-hmm. our, our office. Yeah. You know, we 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 say, you know, you, you probably should think about doing it this way. And then they come back next year and they're doing their taxes, and they say, well, you know. I probably should have done it another mm-hmm. way. Uh-huh. The way we told you. Right. Uh, I told you so. Now, we try not to do that and rub it in, right? Mm-hmm. Well, today is going to be kind of an I told you so sort of show. You know, we're always telling people, you know, you really need to think about your assets and think of them as blessings and responsibilities And when you leave them to the next generation, maybe you need to think about how you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Today, I have the perfect example of how that somebody who was wealthy enough to have a lot of assets and also um, was privy to a lot of great advice, Mm -hmm. didn't follow the advice, and it didn't work out so well. Okay. So we're going to start with... um, uh, the Seagram's heiress. Have you yep. seen the head headlines related to this? I haven't seen this yet. So all right, this so, ought to be exciting. Yeah, to listen to today. All right, so uh, we know we all know who Seagram's is. Uh, those of us who don't drink, we know that they make a good ginger ale. Right. Those people who do partake also understand that Seagram's also mm-hmm. uh, is involved uh, to a certain extent in the alcoholic beverage industry. Right. There are a couple of other things that Seagram's has and sells and has for years mm-hmm. to the extent that the original, the originator of Seagram's, Mr. Bronfman, mm-hmm. B-R-O-N-F-M-A-N, okay. Mr. Bronfman was a billionaire. All right. few zeros. That's a lot of zeros. Mm-hmm. So he got some advice that he had a couple children that uh, really had never worked. Very much, you know, daddy's a billionaire and he can send me to expensive schools and I can have uh, the right kind of car and drive the right mm-hmm. and, and live in the right neighborhood and, and maybe uh, wear the right clothes and I really don't have to work much. And so uh, he received advice that maybe it wasn't a good idea that these people who had never worked much and had never had to earn a living and never had to really balance a checkbook, mm-hmm. maybe it's not a good idea to use uh, leave them a few hundred million apiece. Right. But he did it. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to hear about Claire. Okay. Claire Bronfman. 
Uh, she spent millions of... I can already tell I feel sorry for her. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. She spent millions of her family fortune bankrolling a company uh, called Invixum. Okay. All right. And their operations and what they were involved in and come to find out that they were basically a cover for a sex cult. Oh, goodness. Yeah, now everybody's yeah. listening, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I said the special three-letter word. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so she has been sentenced yesterday mm-hmm. in New York City for seven years in jail. Right. For her role in this sex cult. Uh, she served on the board of this supposed self-help and executive coaching organization. Okay. And Vixen. Mm-hmm. They self-helped themselves, right. all right? So uh, what they basically did was, uh, you know, they said to everybody they were this self-help and, and, and executive coaching company, but really they only wanted to self-help and executive coach real pretty girls. Mm-hmm. And it was basically a trafficking ring. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was a member of this and a, sat on the board for over 15 years. Uh, she pled guilty mm-hmm. last year to these charges of conspiracy to conceal and harbor and and financial issues and and, and wrong use of of aliens and even credit card fraud. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did it all. Yeah, and she got in trouble. Now, if you're really interested in all the dirt about this, mm-hmm. you know. And and want to see and hear about it? You just go online and and I don't know. I'd be a little it. little leery of doing that at your work computer. Though. Yeah, probably not a good idea. Yeah. So those of you who are listening to us at work, mm-hmm. probably not a good idea. But you can take some notes, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so you know how to spell her last name: B R O N F M A N Bronfman. Um, and her first name's Claire. And uh, she was involved with this guy named Keith Ranieri. Okay. And uh, he basically was the person who brainwashed her, she said. Right. And talked her into doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. Long and short of what we want to talk about today is, you know, she, maybe she had a weakness for this guy. Yeah. Um, maybe he was a persuasive salesman. Maybe any of us would have fallen for him. Don't think so. Maybe so. One of the reasons that he concentrated on her was why she's rich. Yeah, she had money. Mm-hmm. And Key point being had. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm assuming that maybe her wealth is gone. Not all of it. Not all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She just used a few million. Okay. Because she's, you know, hundreds of millions right. rich. Mm-hmm. And this has been going on for a while, and the investigation, and the charges, and the trial, mm-hmm. and, 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 and are you going to plead guilty or not guilty, and all those sorts of things. It, it's been going on for a few years because she had enough money to bankroll really good lawyers. Right. But in the end, she's going to have to serve a little time for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the reasons we want to talk about it is that she had full access to this money. Mm-hmm. And she really didn't have any expertise. Now, aren't we a free society? And if it's your money, you ought to have your money, Mm -hmm. whether you can handle it or not. 
I mean, some people have argued that to you and me, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I trust my kids, and this is a free society, and I don't want to control from the grave. Mm -hmm. How often have you heard that? Well, I mean, it, you can trust your kids. Mm -hmm. You may not want to control from the grave, but can you trust this Rainier guy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what kind of effect he'll have on yeah. your kids. Mm -hmm. And the kind of people like this that are out there. So we're going to talk today about maybe what granddad could have done mm -hmm. to circumvent this. And yeah, it's kind of salacious and not many of us are walking around as billionaires, but some of us have a few thousand dollars mm -hmm. that could get our kids and grandkids in trouble. And we're going to talk about how that maybe he could have done it differently. So maybe you could listen and you could do it differently. And nobody has to say, I told you so yeah. to you. Uh, especially when you're walking down those pearly gate mm -hmm. streets uh, up there uh, in the great by and by. Here on the Ad uh, Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Hang in there with us. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Cooley and Labus here with you, certified financial planners helping you with some uh, professional advice for your life, we hope. And today we're looking at some salacious headlines related to Seagum's heiress who was uh, sent to jail for uh, a role in a, involving it, being involved in a sex cult. So uh, we're not going to go too deep into the details here because they, they can get kind of raunchy. And so what I would say, however, is that before um, her father passed away, uh, Claire Bronfman, uh, heard from him, and he told her that he felt like she was uh, spending money incorrectly and that she was giving money to somebody that had undue influence over her, and there may be uh, the suspicion of uh, what he uh, thought was a cult. And at one time, both of his daughters were kind of under the spell of this guy running things. And um, even though he had these concerns, even th though, you know, Papa was a little worried about what mm -hmm. his daughters would do with the money, he still left them with discretion over the funds. Now, um, as I said, many of us are not walking around as billionaires, mm -hmm. but do very many of us have a set of perfectly uh, capable children who can handle large amounts of money all at one time. I think if we're honest with ourselves, we all have children that are just perfect little angels, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's what we think. Yeah. But, but if you But you look a little bit deeper and objectively look at it, mm -hmm. could they really handle a $100,000 inheritance, a mm million-dollar -hmm. inheritance? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How are they going to react when they get that? Right. Well, you, you yeah. think about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a bonus at work, a mm -hmm. few hundred dollars, a few thousand dollars. Uh, you know, it is yours. You did earn it. Um, you probably have it already spent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do, right? Yeah. Um, and the way I already spent it, if, if a third party was looking at it, is it always responsible? Mm-hmm. Is it always paying down debt? Is it always adding to my savings? Is it, you know, well, not always. So we're fully aware that, 
you know, we we live in a free society mm-hmm. where you have the freedom to even make be you know, make bad choices. Sure. Huh? Mm-hmm. So if I do that with a few hundred dollars, what if grandma left me, as you said, a few thousand dollars? Right. Well, maybe I can get in a little trouble there, and maybe I can have some fun and buy myself that side-by-side in that bass boat. Mm-hmm. But what if it's more than that? Well, I don't know. Have you looked at side-by-sides and bass boats lately? <laughs> I hope she leaves me a lot, yeah. right? Is that what you're saying? More than a few thousand dollars, yeah. Yeah. So if uh, Mr. Bronfman, Bronfman had been sitting on a park bench there um, in New York City, mm-hmm. uh, just off of um, the the, uh, the big park, mm-hmm. and you came you you walk walked out of Central Park, and you're a financial advisor, you're both waiting on the same uh, subway or the same bus, and you sit down beside him, and he starts to lament his situation with these two girls. This yeah. is back before he passed away. Mm-hmm. What would you have said to him? What what kind of advice would you have given him? How could you have given him some solace, but also some hope, but some practical way to help them? I'd, I'd say, look look here, Mister B. Mm-hmm. This this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. You can't uh, guarantee that that, and these are daughters, right? Mm-hmm. Both of them. That your da- daughters are going to be in a uh, in a position where they could inherit or manage or. Uh, responsibly take care of this money that they're going to inherit one day. Right. You just don't know the answer to that. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. Right. Because it's not just about me. If I'm one of those Mm -hmm. uh, heirs, it's not just about my capability and my knowledge and and my ability to control myself and my ability to help the world and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. What about influence of others? Uh... And in this case, this uh, Rainier guy mm-hmm. uh, evidently put put the hoodoo on on this Claire mm-hmm. woman. They, it, now, yeah. granted, I mean she granted uh, she she pled guilty and mm-hmm. she was mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. it looks like she's owning up to her mistakes and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But right. still, I mean, why put yourself in that situation to begin with? Ooh. And she probably didn't think she was. No, you no. know. No, she actually told the judge. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading a, a quote here. She says, uh, since I've known him, my life has changed for the better. Mm-hmm. I mean, from her point of view, right. he was a self-help guy and an mm-hmm. executive coach and all that sort of stuff. It, the, the things, you know, behind the scenes that they got involved yeah. in were kind of not necessarily mm-hmm. that important to her. And it's hard to imagine that the welfare right. of these women that was taken advantage of mm-hmm. wasn't that important to her, but that seems to be what we we get from it. You get a really good snake oil salesman, and they'll make mm-hmm. you feel good about drinking strychnine. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. A- absolutely. And, and is that what you would say to Mr. B? You say, yeah. hey, Mr. B, you're already a little suspicious of Claire and Sarah. That's the two daughters right. and, and how they handle money and how they make decisions. And then down the road... It's not just them, but who they're associated mm-hmm. with that could affect right. all this. Mm-hmm. And it's not just affecting them and possibly hurting them, like a drug overdose or something mm-hmm. like that would be. But in this way, in this case, there was collateral damage. Sure. I mean, other people were mm-hmm. hurt and enslaved. In fact, if you go read these salacious details, it says that some of these women had this dude's initials branded on them. Mm. 
Not not tattooed. The word from the court yeah. document says branded. branded. Yep. So, you know, it, the incorrect use of money mm-hmm. here hurt other people. So your your point to him was we can't necessarily rely on them and their judgment, mm-hmm. nor can you know in the future about who else is going to influence them and their right. judgment, but you love them. Mm-hmm. We love our kids. We love our grandchildren. We uh, this we're like this guy, right? You know, you think they'll straighten out one day, they'll mature one day, the things will be better one day, the the future is going to be brighter. We all have those hopes, don't we? Right. But as you said, you don't know that. Yeah. So Mr. B says, "Well, Bubba, what do I do?" Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you've got a couple of options there. Mm-hmm. I'd say, Mr. B, look, you you got you know. I'm going to boil it down and make it real easy, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, option number one is don't leave them anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Ooh. Yeah. Mr. B, did you, did you have anything when you started out in life? Uh, uh. You know, and, and I think that we have seen uh, to a degree uh, very famous billionaires do something similar with their children. Mm. And they publicly announced it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking of Warren Buffett, for instance, mm-hmm. yeah. he says to his kids, if you can't make it on a billion dollars, <laughs> you know, then I, I can't help you. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to leave you multi-billion, right? right? I'm going to leave multi-billion to make the world a better place. That's right. And I think a, a billion mm-hmm. is enough to make your life pretty good. Right. And give you some incentive and mm-hmm. some possibility and some capability and all that stuff. But, I mean, you think about it, one of the richest guys in the world yeah. says to his own children, mm-hmm. you know what, I didn't start with all this, yeah. but I, I built it, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of help from other folks, but I built it. Yeah. You know, you're getting a heck of an, a tremendous leg up with what I'm going to leave to you. Right. But what he left to them, let's just say at one time he was worth $75 billion, mm-hmm. and he only left them $1 billion. Right. You're getting, you know... One seventy fifth of what Daddy's worth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Daddy was worth a hundred thousand yeah. mm-hmm. dollars. You're getting about uh, fifteen hundred bucks, right? right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, comparatively sure. speaking. Sure. Sure. Um, so you say the first option is to leave them either nothing or real close to nothing. Close to nothing. Okay. Now that that's an extreme example, it of course, is. it is. And that, but in this case, you know, he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could leave uh, Claire and Sarah here. Mm-hmm. What you know, twenty million, thirty yeah. million. Yeah. Still plenty for them to get in trouble with, <laughs> right? <laughs> I can think of a lot of yeah. things I could do with twenty uh, million. Me dollars. too. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So another way to do it would be to uh, to tie it up and give them an allowance. Mm-hmm. They never get uh, access or control of the principal. All right. So before we really go into that, because that uh, is probably mm-hmm. a good option mm-hmm. in this case, um, because a, a, an allowance off of a few hundred million dollars yeah. is still a pretty good living, right? That's right. Um, but we're going we're going to go to break, and when mm-hmm. we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how to do that, how it could. Uh, maybe be protected, but still give them a decent life here at the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk.
Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for your listening, Bubba. So we're talking about this particular situation where a billionaire left uh, the money, basically in full discretion, of a couple of his daughters, and they got in trouble. And so let's say that you don't want to do that. You've really mm-hmm. worked hard, and um, you know, you, you've uh, been blessed. And things have done okay in the economy for your chosen business. And you've got a significant net worth. And you look at your children and you say, I love them. I want to benefit them. I want to help them. I want to incentivize them. But I don't want to hurt them. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to do like this. I don't want to give them the money where they may not be able to handle it or come under the undue control or influence of somebody else. And I want to set it up so they get an allowance. Right. That's basically what we were talking about as we went into the last break, mm-hmm. right? All right, so tell me how to do that. Um, all right, so, and, and this is how I've done it in my will. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk personally here. Mm-hmm. Not that I have a great, vast wealth or anything. You're not a billionaire yet. Not yet, but I, I hope to get there one day. On your way. Yeah. Right? Uh, of course, yeah. you know, I'm going to live to be 122. Well, so then you will, I've got some time. You may get there. Yeah, <laughs> I've got some time. Mm-hmm. Um so in, in my, my will, uh, I leave everything in the name of a trust okay. for the benefit of my children. So rather than leaving them money outright. To them individually, to them individually in their name. Right. Okay. I leave money in a, in a trust in my will that has certain stipulations on it. But they're still the beneficiary of that. Absolutely, they're still the beneficiary. They're going to okay. receive the benefit of uh, income off of that trust. Mm-hmm. And you think about it, you know, if I've got a couple of million dollars worth of life insurance, you can, and I were to kick off today or get run over by the beer truck today, there's a lot of money that's going to be in this account for the benefit of my wife and children. Every year. Every year. 50, 60, 70, $80,000. Yeah. Every Mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Just off that amount of money. Right. All right. So, uh, in order to do this, we've, we've used a couple technical terms there and, and we have done this before on the show, but yeah. I'm really going to hound on it today because we have some headlines here sure. related to the Seagram's heiress. So, uh, you said you put it in a trust, a mm-hmm. trust, people need to think of that as think of it as a separate account with some rules attached to it. Okay. Pretty, pretty straight and simple, right? It's just an account, a segregated account that mm-hmm. has some rules on it. All right. And the rules are enforced by whom? A trustee. Okay. So somebody that I would designate and say, look, I've got confidence in this individual or this mm-hmm. company mm-hmm. to run and manage this trust and make the distributions and file the tax returns and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I've got full faith and credit in them, and mm-hmm. I think that they will be able to manage uh, this account and, and stick to the rules that I set up in this account and follow your rules and follow my rules. Okay. And I would call that controlling from the grave. Well, you would be, wouldn't you? I am. Yeah. yeah. Cause you sat the rules mm-hmm. and you hired the trustee. Now let's go uh, a little extreme here. Let's say you made me the trustee mm-hmm. and for some reason I get an addiction. Or okay. I, I get off the rails. Right. And I'm not doing what you trusted me to do. Mm-hmm. What do you, what, what's the recourse your children have? Well, my children could sue you okay. as the trustee. All right. Right. And take me let's, to court. Let's hope you've get got some deep pockets. There you go. Right? And get me and replaced. And errors and emissions insurance and a few other things. Right. And get me replaced. Yeah. So you can name an individual, mm-hmm. right? 
Uh, I would say that the maybe the issue with naming an individual mm-hmm. is what you said. You know, what if you go off the rails and I get Alzheimer's tomorrow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it happens. Right. I have a car wreck, mm-hmm. and you know, you can't trust me with my checkbook. Right. Let alone your trust's checkbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God forbid. Right. But none of us are ten feet tall and bulletproof and going to live forever. Sure. Even though you're going to live to 122, that ain't forever. Mm-hmm. Because I've made you a trustee of mine. That's right. And so, but there has to be some sort of uh, um, uh, language in this mm-hmm. trust, in these rules, that gives some relief to those beneficiaries just right. in case the trustee's not acting right. Sure, sure. Right. So you have that in your trust. I have I it do. in mine. I do. And it says that, that. So let's say, for instance, that my trustee isn't acting right or not cooperative, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, my beneficiaries, my children in this case, can mm-hmm. go before a judge and say, look, you know, we're not getting cooperation out of our trustee. He didn't file the tax return last right. year. He didn't uh-huh. send me my last two distribution checks. Yeah. We he won't return my phone yeah. call. We'd like to, uh, to petition the court to move uh, the trustee to whoever's named as the successor trustee. So you can name somebody as a backup to mm-hmm. me. Right. All right. A, a successor mm-hmm. trustee. All right. So you said I, I, if, when I'm doing this, and I, I've gotten some inspiration mm-hmm. from hearing you, but also seeing these headlines. And so I let's say I'd never done that, and I mm-hmm. want to do that, and I'm going to name a trustee somebody that I trust. Right. Um, but I do want to have a backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can name another individual. Right. Or you can name a corporation. Like a trust company. Like a trust company. Okay. Many banks have trust companies mm-hmm. associated with them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there are trust companies out there that do this solely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's, uh, there are a number of different options that you would have available to you in order to name a backup. So you have all that mm-hmm. uh, delineated as part of your rules and the way that this trust needs to be managed and I run do. and all that sort Let's also talk a little bit more about the running of this trust. Okay. You said you're going to set some rules which would be kind of incentives for I, your kids. And I, I do have those incentives. Okay. Give yeah. me a couple of examples of that. Uh, right. You're going to think I'm, I'm probably uh, a really hard individual <laughs> for some of the incentives that I've got. Okay. Um, I, I want to help my children as much as possible without hurting them. Yeah. So I'll say that to begin with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I want to incentivize my children to be good stewards and good individuals and, and thoughtful, caring people, et cetera, Grow et cetera. Up to be good citizens. Right. Okay. So uh, I've got certain stipulations uh, in, in my trust that say, if you give money to charity, mm-hmm. the trust will match what you give. Oh, Cool. That kind of incentivizes you to give money to your church or charity, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, if right. I give five thousand mm-hmm. dollars to my church and you give another five, I get credit for ten, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, cool. Yeah. Preacher they takes go, your call then, they, right? They, they like yeah. me, right? <laughs> um, you yeah. know, along yeah. with that, I want them uh, if they choose to go to college, mm-hmm. I want to be able to pay for that. Right. Because okay. if you were alive, yeah. you'd be trying to do that right. too, right? But I'm not going to pay for them to, to come back with a 2.0 GPA. Uh, so the trust will pay for their college as long as they maintain a certain GPA. Uh, 
You know, I want to help them along the way, but I'm not going to give it to them. All right. So when you make me the trustee of this mm-hmm. thing and I look at John Burton and he goes off to school, mm-hmm. then when I tell him, buddy, you need to make over a 3.0 or yeah. those bills are yours. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that with authority, right? Absolutely. Because that's Absolutely. what you told me mm-hmm. to say. Okay. Uh, another stipulation or a, uh, a, a rule that I have in, in this trust is mm-hmm. I'll help my children out with the down payment on a home. Even if you're not course, here. Even if I'm not here. Okay. You know, probably something that I would be willing to do and help with if I had the means when they when I was still alive, right? The down payment on a home. So That's typically awesome. a down payment on a home, you'd mm-hmm. like to put down 20% on sure. the down payment of a home. Yeah. The stipulation there is that they have to qualify for a mortgage. Uh, yeah. So they've got to have a job. They've got to have a good credit rating, uh-huh. all this other kind of stuff. All right. Then I'll give them the down payment. Mm-hmm. And then they've got to make the, the, the regular make the They're going to make the monthly payment. That's right. Right. So right. you're helping them get in, mm-hmm. giving them a leg up, yeah. but they have to be able to qualify right. for the mortgage. I'll help them out with the, uh, the establishment or starting a business. Okay. Let's say, for instance, that they, uh, they're going to be a dentist. Okay. And they need a building and they need chairs and mm-hmm. operatories and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. The drills and all that yeah. stuff that I dread. Right. right? Okay. I'll give them a 20% down payment towards that business startup cost, assuming okay. that my trustee agrees with the business plan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to give you the money probably to start a dentist uh, a practice if you didn't go to dental school. That's right. Yep. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um so, yeah, I mean, that's all stuff you would do if you were living and breathing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how, how would I act if I were still alive? That's what I kind of want this trust to do. Okay. I want it to benefit them and mm-hmm. and, and their lives and, mm-hmm. and families and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff as mm-hmm. much as possible, just like I would if, if I were still alive. All right. So do you know people who are walking around now who granddaddy died or great-granddaddy died and did something similar to this. Yeah, absolutely. I know a lot of folks like that. Okay. Some of them that the listeners of the show mm-hmm. go to church with or work out with mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, and they have no idea. That's right. I always wondered, you know, old Phil over there, he drives a nicer car than mm-hmm. a guy who works in radio. I wonder how he does that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe granddaddy left a little money, and he right. gets four or $500 every month. That's right. Right, because mm-hmm. one of the things you would do in this is is maybe give them money from time to time, mm-hmm. right? Yep. All right. So w- when we come back from this next break, I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it would benefit them for all these things you incentivized them for, but there's a pile of money here. In your example, right. two million dollars. Mm-hmm. What happens there? Who manages it? How they make decisions? And what kind of rules did you give about how often your kids mm-hmm. get money? They get money on a monthly basis. They get money on a yearly basis. We're going to talk about how that is uh, set up and maybe give you some ideas about how you would do yours mm-hmm. at home here on the Advisors Roundtable Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening. and We want to say thank you to all of our valued sponsors. Uh, we couldn't do the show without them. So, Bubba, we're talking about these trusts that maybe we could set up to keep uh, uh, people who are heirs from um, being hurt by anything you leave them. You say that one of the things that you do is you have these incentives and these rules in there. Um, 
So, you know, you uh, leave money to your children and you're going to give them a down payment on a house if they mm-hmm. qualify for a mortgage. But that's not, in a lot of cases, the only way you're benefiting them. Right. You can uh, benefit them. You know, we'll use the number. You, you know, got $2 million. You got a little life insurance and mm-hmm. some savings and some investments and some real estate and your home and you know, automobiles and cars and guns and all that stuff and all that in a pile once you pass away. Yeah. Maybe it comes up to $2 million. Sure. So there's somewhere between fifty dollars and $80,000 every year mm-hmm. that this thing could generate. Right. Now, from time to time, I spend it all, if I was one of mm-hmm. the, the beneficiaries, on my down payment on my house right. that I may have qualified for or going to college mm-hmm. that I may have continued to qualify for because I kept my GPA up. Let's make the math a little bit easier. Okay. Because I've got three children. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And I've got a lot of life insurance. Okay. Uh, right now, I feel like I need a lot of life insurance. But let's say that that amount was uh, $3 million. Okay. A million dollars for each kid, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, theoretically, the- that's way Theoretical yeah, math. Absolutely good. Right. So uh, what I would do in, in my case is I would split uh, my trust for benefit of each one of my children. So you tell so, your trustee. Yep. Hey, and Greg. each one of them gets a million dollars. In their right? trust account. In their trust account. All right. So how am I managing that trust account? What, mm-hmm. Do you tell me? Yeah. I give you uh, full discretion and authority to manage it in a, in a way that would be appropriate for them. Okay. Whether that's uh, whether they've got a great job and don't need any income out of it, mm-hmm. uh, then you might be investing it for growth. Whether they uh, maybe they decide to be a stay-at-home parent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and they need money to supplement their their daily living, right? Then we might invest that towards uh, a, an income. And that's the reason it would be segregated mm-hmm. individually, one right. for Thomas Henry yep. and one for John Burt, right? right? So let's say, for instance, that uh, John Burton decides, well, I'm going to buy a house and I need a down payment, but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to buy anything extravagant. I need $25,000. Okay. And then Mary Margaret comes along and says, I'm ready to buy my house and, you know, I'm doing fine, but I want Mm $200,000 because I'm buying a million dollar house, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Great. Good for her. She married well, right? Yeah. Well, she either married well or working hard, working hard, doing whatever. Got her own income, right? Right. Okay. Um, so why should John Burton be penalized for Mary Margaret buying a more expensive house right. than him? Right. So you hers know? would come out of her in her, this her pile, exam, her right? pile of a million, yeah. and his would come out of his. And meanwhile, Henry's just over there snickering to himself, <laughs> saying, "Suckers, I wouldn't be spending that on a house." <laughs> yeah, I'm letting it grow. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. right. So all of them have the option of being individualistic, mm-hmm. sure, because you can take this trust. And for the benefit mm-hmm. of each one of them right. as they live mm-hmm. their individual lives. Right. So okay. now Mary Margaret has $800,000. John Burton has $975,000. Henry has all million of his, right? Right. Well, if you've got a smaller pile, $800,000, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. versus $1 million, mm-hmm. obviously a million is going to be able to produce more than an $800,000 account. Yeah. But she made a conscious decision. She did. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. And that's okay. All well and good. Yeah. But Henry uh, potentially has more money that could come out to him on a monthly or annual basis than maybe Mary Margaret would. Or if he didn't want it coming out, he could put it back in Mm -hmm. and let it grow for a future when his kids go to college. And and Papa Bubba can pay for Mm -hmm. college for his kids. Yep. Now, there's there's one important thing that I haven't talked about yet uh, about these trusts, and it's called a spend thrift 
provision. Okay. Spend thrift provision. Okay. Basically what that means is there are some rules associated with this trust that gives the, uh, the trustee uh, authority not to send money out. Oh. Okay. So why would you not spend, send, uh, send money out in All this right. case? All right. Well, maybe in this case, Mary Margaret's married to uh, some guy like this Rainier guy, uh, you know, and you've got some concerns or worries about how she's being unduly influenced. Uh, maybe Mary Margaret has a dependency problem. Oh. And giving her money out of her account could, could kill hurt her. her yeah. You know, and yeah. maybe that's alcohol, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. Could hurt her. Absolutely. Right. More money sometimes right. is a bad mm-hmm. thing for some people. Sure. Maybe uh, maybe John Burton uh, is in college and he gets into sports betting and gambling, you know, which yeah. happens a lot to, to individuals in, in college, you know. Now, they, you say you've made me trustee of this? Yeah. And I'm going to have to make these calls. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what you want. Mm-hmm. That's what you've hired me to do. Right. If I'm the trustee mm-hmm. of this thing. Now, the key point there is being hired, okay, because this is a job. I'd say so. No doubt about it. Mm. Uh, And I want you to be compensated for that job that you're doing. So I'll continue to do a good job. I mean, that's just the way people are, Mm -hmm. right? So it's it's not uncommon to see uh, fees and expenses associated with managing a trust Mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. You're going to have the standard fees and costs in order to uh, to do the investment management, mm-hmm. to pay the, the, the taxes, mm-hmm. to do the tax return, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you've also got to deal with the beneficiaries. I got to call yeah. up in your right. example. I, I, I got to call up John Burton and say, yeah. dude, um, I, I got a phone call from a bookie. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not paying for that. Right. Your daddy told me not to. And because we've separated this trust into three individual trusts for the children, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Maybe John Burton's a lot more trouble than Henry is. Well, could be. You know? Could so be. maybe you've got to spend a lot more time dealing with things mm-hmm. that maybe John Burton has going on. Mm-hmm. Henry's over there and, and you hadn't heard from him in a year. Right. And he, he just gives you the marching orders. Hey, I don't need any money. Just let it, let it cook. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So there could be reasons for different fees associated or charges associated. Because you're dealing with different personalities. Right. Different circumstances, different Mm -hmm. issues. Um, So choosing this trustee, how do you do that? Who do you trust? Mm -hmm. Who can handle it? Who do you think is going to be here a while? Who would have these kinds of conversations? Call somebody up and say, you know what? I know you're depending on this yeah. money, but your mm-hmm. daddy told me not to send it to you under these circumstances. Right. Who? So there, I would say that there are a few individuals in my family mm-hmm. that I would feel confident in. Okay. Now, I, I trust those individuals, but I, I, I'm not confident in their abilities to do this, mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I'm worried about how they would react to another family member. Uh, a niece or a nephew or a great niece or nephew or a grandchild. They may look the other way. Let them get away with yeah. it. Yeah. You know, somebody would say, well, of course, Mary Margaret. Dad, your your dad would have wanted you to have that Maserati and, <laughs> and you know, do you want a pink one or a yellow one? Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And knowing all the while that dad wouldn't, right. but they just can't say no to a family mm-hmm. member. Yep. So you're hiring somebody to be fully mm-hmm. objective and to be accountable to a court, mm-hmm. possibly. Right. 
So that person mm-hmm. probably needs to be paid for that. That's right. That's the reason sometimes there are trust companies. Mm-hmm. They can't keep trust company yeah. designation, and they can't pay for mm-hmm. uh, the trustees, and they can't keep the lights on if they don't make some money, and they make the mm-hmm. money off the fees. But in a lot of cases, you're glad you paid sure. them. Sure. Okay. So in this case, I'd say, Mr. B, this is what it all boils down to. Mm-hmm. You can either have control mm-hmm. from the grave, mm-hmm. or you can give them carte blanche to do what they want. Mm-hmm. You decide. And I bet somebody did. Because mm-hmm. he had these concerns before they passed right. away. Mm-hmm. And he was in a position that he could have gotten some advice, whether right. he got it, you know, sitting in Central Park talking mm-hmm. to you or whether he made an appointment with some high priced tax attorney. And I would say in this case, seeing as how, uh, that, you know, this lady was, uh, this Claire uh, lady mm-hmm. uh, is, is going to jail, mm-hmm. going to be in jail for the next seven years, mm-hmm. but not losing all her assets right. in, in the case. Right. There's probably a trust involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To some extent. Mm-hmm. So you can do nothing, you can leave them nothing, mm-hmm. or you can think about leaving some kind of legacy where there are some rules yeah. about how you'd have done it if you yeah. were alive. Or you can leave them everything and just, you know, see where the chips land. Yeah. And, you know, for a lot of us, it's not that much money, mm-hmm. that, or we think it's not that much right. that could get them in trouble. And we do, we're fortunate, we have children and, mm-hmm. and heirs that, you know, we can trust. And we don't want to think about it this much, yeah. and we don't want to have this much control. But to a certain extent, uh, it's still your responsibility, isn't it? And I know individuals that could inherit $20,000 today and have $25,000 spent in the next hour. <laughs> you know? They could leverage it up, right? Sure. yeah. Yeah, and there are other people who mm-hmm. could get ten thousand dollars from great grandma mm-hmm. twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and it's forty thousand now. Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't use it. They didn't really, you know, uh, want to blow it. They were responsible. They were blessed in their life. They used money responsibly. They want it to be something significant to leave to the next generation. Right. So it's it's all based on your perspective and the, your personality and your mm-hmm. capabilities. And I think before you do your estate plan, you need to think about those things. That's right. The personalities involved and their capabilities. Mm-hmm. Hope we learned a little bit today here on the Advisors Roundtable, Super Talk Radio. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting 
the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.